You're listening to Tech Talk Central. We are live at Mobile Web Congress 2016. This is Sakis Triandafilakis for Tech Talk Central. And we are really happy to have Barb uh, Samarzic, uh, the CEO of Ford Europe, that will talk about uh, smart connectivity, smart cars, and uh, what's the future of Ford. Okay. So, hello, Barb. Hello, and hello to everybody listening. So tell us more about uh, here Mobile World Congress. What uh, Ford is going to exhibit here, and what are the new technologies that will uh, be be uh, will be seen here? Sure. So this is actually the fifth year that we've been at Mobile World Congress presenting. So we're very excited to be back here again. This year we're focused on a few different different aspects of our business. It's all around connectivity mobility, mobility services, as well as what we would call our core business, where we also did the unveiling of one of our new product models um, here at Mobile World Congress. So I know your um, listeners are really into and really want to hear about the connectivity and the mobility aspects of our business. And we're in a, a transformational state. We're moving from a, an auto business, an auto industry, to an industry, to an automotive and mobility provider. So one of the technologies we've um, uh, highlighted out on the stand is called Ford Pass. And Ford Pass is an app, which I'll start right out saying it's not just for someone who has a Ford vehicle, so it's for anyone, to help make the mobility journey easier, more comfortable, um, more relaxed for any consumer. So the app enables you to have several different things. You can connect with a Ford guide who is, again, not there to sell you or talk to you about Ford things. They're there to help you with your journey, a real live person that can, if you say, hey, I've got a problem, I wanted to get on a bus and I've missed it, and here's where I am, what else can I do? They can talk to someone and they can help you. Um, it's also got... Uh, We're also linked up with um, services that will make the journey easier, um, one of which is uh, Mobile City. So when we launch Ford Pass later this year in Europe, we'll have an app, uh, Mobile City, that will help you find a parking spot. Uh, you can reserve it if that's the right one for you, and you can pay for it all on your app. So you can get that done while you're on your way to the journey and won't have to be circling around and circling around looking for a garage with a place to, spot, to park. We're also um, in partnership with BP, um, fuel stations. So not only will we tell you what I would call traditional information, you know, how much fuel is left, how far will it get you, will you make it to your destination, et cetera. It will, it will let you um, know where the, the nearest fuel service station is, nearest BP station, and then you can complete your whole transaction through your phone, through Ford Pass. So you don't have to get your wallet out, don't have to get your money out, don't get your credit card out. All the information is in there um, for you to complete that transaction just in your smartphone. So it's services like that that'll help the mobility, that'll help the, um, the journey go smoother and easier for consumers. So that's one of the big announcements we have here this year. The other one is related to our in-car connectivity. Um, we're rolling out, uh, we call it Sync 3. It's our third generation of uh, HMI, you know, human-machine interface for our consumers. And this one has got faster speed. It's uh, got more intuitive voice, so it can understand things um, much easier and much, you know, very natural sounding. We've added five different languages to it. It's got app links, so if you've got a set of apps on your phone, you can upload it onto the interface in the vehicle, use it just like you do on your phone. Um, we've got a whole bunch of new app providers that are providing apps for this, um, Apple CarPlay, of course, um, Android. So we've got a lot of new technology for consumers to have while they're in the car 
to make it as seamless as possible. We find that's what consumers really want. They've got they've got a, a state of connectivity outside the car. When they get into their vehicle, they want it to be seamless. They don't want to have to learn a new interface. I don't want to have to, you know, not be able to use the the same features and apps that I use when I'm in my outside my vehicle. So we try to make that as easy as possible for consumers. Sync three is also, um, if you will. Uh, We'll be able to do on-air updates to it. So as we progress the technology and make it better, we'll be able to also make sure our consumers can have access to that. So uh, you're trying to to have less and less friction for the user in order to to have a, a really good user experience, mm-hmm. either as a as a driver, as you mentioned, or even as a user, because uh, someone might not have a a, a Ford car. Um, I would really like to ask you about um, connectivity. So you mentioned before that what you're trying to do is to make it as easy as it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more buttons, just uh, that's really important. So you're taking voice controls, voice commands. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see uh, in the future? Do you think that uh, a person might just get in the car, talk to, to a CPU, Uh, an artificial intelligent app that uh, the person will give a command, take me to to the nearest restaurant, and a driverless car will just go there and uh, do the job without him even uh, pressing a button? So actually, some of that you can do right now. You can get in our vehicle with Sync 3, and you can just say, I'm hungry. It'll give you, ask you what kind of food do you want, find you a restaurant, Put that directions for that restaurant into your navigation system, or you know, my, one of my favorite. I don't like to have to push the buttons to put in my destination. I just like say destination, input address, and give it an address, and it and it sets it up so I can go there. Um, but once that's all done, I'm still driving the car today. Um, I think when it comes to when 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 will we be at a point where I don't even have to drive the car anymore? I just tell it everything, and I can sit back and you know read a magazine while I'm there. I think that's probably the technology to do that is not so far away. I think that automotive manufacturers will have the technology available that can do that probably in in the next five years. But you need an infrastructure to support that. That vehicle has to be able to talk to all the vehicles around it. It has to be able to understand all the traffic patterns and the Uh, situations that are around it. It has to be able to recognize an ambulance coming. It has to be able to respond um, to a potential accident in some way that you'd have to set it up. Um, So that, I think that is going to take a lot longer than just the physical hardware to steer a car, keep it in lane, make a right turn, follow directions, understand the roads. Um, So I think that one's a lot, lot further off than just five years. So are you working on that? So do you have an R&D department working in exactly in that field? Oh, absolutely. We have, you know, not just us. I see the industry in general spending huge amounts of money on getting the automation software ready for vehicles to be able to interface with the with that um with the external environment when that's ready. Uh so, you know, it's it's a, one of our key development activities is focused on that certainly. So we see that technology really helps the industry, but um, unfortunately there are some case studies that uh, security is not at that level. So imagine a, a car being uh, hacked and someone else is driving your car. So uh, do you think that will be a, a threat or is it just a, a, a small disadvantage of technology and that will be easily solved? 
Well, I think we've already seen cases where people have been able to hack into not Ford vehicles, but other um, manufacturer vehicles. So there was obviously a susceptibility there in some of the systems. Um, we have taken, a, we take vehicle security extremely serious. And we also take the data ownership extremely serious, that that data belongs to our consumers and our customers are the ones who decide what happens to that data. Um, but I think that just like in any industry, there are a lot of um, just, I'll call it, not just good techniques. There's a lot of safety precautions you can take to safeguard your software, to make it difficult for someone to interfere with it or to break into it. And that's all part of the design process we go through as we develop software, either ourselves or with some of the, the companies that we use to do that work for us. And making sure that our software is secure is a key critical part of delivering it to our customers. Another interesting thing is how sharing economy has uh, changed uh, your industry. Um, what would you say that in the next uh, years uh, will happen? Do you think that uh, you won't be able to buy, you won't be able, you can always be able to buy your car, but would it be easier for you to just use a, a car uh, just by using an app, a, a sharing, uh, a car sharing app? So I think that's, That answer is different depending on what part of the globe we're talking about. So if we're talking about developed cities like uh, Barcelona, where we are today, or London, or, you know, um, Paris, I think the answer there is you're going to see a lot more people look for partial ownership, look for sharing ownership opportunities, or just looking for, uh, you know, like our go drive, just to rent a car for, get a car, be a member of a, a a group that enables me to get a car whenever I need it. And I think that works really well in those types of environments. That's probably not what we're going to, I'm sure that's not what we're going to see in some more developing countries where people are just now getting into car ownership and have the opportunity to have their first car or in areas where it's very, very, um, where it's, uh, you know, it's suburban. You're out in, you've got miles before you see the next gas station. You've got miles before you see the next, uh, next house even. I think there you're going to see different solutions, the more traditional solutions that we have today. But in the inner cities, um, it's not just the convenience that people are finding with car sharing, with just the short-time car rentals and belonging to a group that can do that for them or ride hailing. There's also going to be regulations that are going to restrict vehicle movement in inner cities, and we see that already, particularly across Europe, where more and more um, cities are setting up regulations to restrict the number of vehicles either to help with congestion, because the congestion is just unmanageable, or to help with the um, CO2 emissions in that city. So those, that type of solutions will also help um, drive some of the ride hailing and other alternatives. Um, as for my last question, um, would, you, uh, would you believe that in a, in a, in a couple of years, uh, instead of just listening music to our car while driving, Uh, we'll have a, a, a driverless car and just watching TV uh, and having a more uh, entertainment uh, experience. You know, I don't think it'll be in a couple of years. I think it will take longer than that. But let's go out 2020, 2025 maybe. I think, again, in a really mature inner city that has the infrastructure to sustain it, you could vision, uh, you know, and completely autonomous vehicle picking you up from your apartment, taking you out to the restaurant of your choice where you wanted to go, and another one when you're done coming to take you back and maybe stopping in a park along the way if you wanted to get out for a walk, etc. So I think that's not 
that's not impossible for me to vision in a well-developed inner city that's also willing to pay, put in the infrastructure to support that. Um, in some other areas, it would be it would be hard to vision that. So um, I think I'm, I'm covered uh, okay. with all that. Um, thank you very much, Barb. My pleasure. Uh, that was Barb Samarzik, uh, the CEO of Ford Europe. Uh, this is Ike Striandafilakis for Tech Talk Central. Over and out. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.